This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, this is Joe and Chaps taking over that Millwall podcast. Um, we're here today to discuss the uh, the Luton game on Tuesday night. We're going to cover that one off. And of course, we're going to talk about the Norwich game that's coming up very, very soon. And if you're on the train or in your car, hopefully you listen to this uh, on the way up to the ground. We're all very excited uh, and there's lots to, uh, to talk about. So as I said, with myself, Joe, and of course, Chaps is here. So Chaps, how are you doing? Hello, mate. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Um, it's a good time to be a Millwall fan, so it's a good time to be talking about it. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to discussing the Luton game and looking forward to the big game against Norwich. So, yeah, how you doing, mate? You all good? Yeah, good, 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 mate. I think I agree with you there. I think there's certainly a real kind of buzz in the air at the moment, isn't there? I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, we're in a very healthy position in the league at the moment, and we kind of, I don't know about you, I almost feel like I'm kind of waiting for this bu- bubble to burst a little bit, so I'm trying to get too excited because I'm kind of preparing for the big fall, but I think we've got to enjoy it while, while we can. Yeah, we're in a good position at the moment. Uh, I think we need to embrace it, um, go with it, and just hope that, um, you know, results go away, both for ourselves and, 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 and other teams as well, you know? Um, you've done a really good um, chat with chaps the other day. I thought after the um, the Luton game. I mean, obviously it's a a big a big game and an important game for us. I think we were in a, in a very strong position, at being two goals ahead, and then the the wheels sort of just sort of fell off, didn't they? Unfortunately, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, they did, and I think um, you, you can look at it from the perspective we were two new up and we should see the game out absolutely. But I think any Millwall fan that watched that will will have the view that we were very fortunate to be two goals up and it didn't really reflect the, the pattern of the play. Um, an overall draw probably was fair and also is a good result for us. When you take into consideration the amount of games we've played, the lack of bodies we've got, I don't think it was a bad result. And um, as I mentioned on the, 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 the post-match I did, that... If it had gone the other way, in terms of we'd gone 2-0 down and then brought it back to 2-2, you'd walk away from that game feeling very, very different. So, yeah, I think um, a point, we remain unbeaten and we go into the Norwich game 
um, four, four unbeaten, I think now, is it? I think it's four unbeaten. unbeaten. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, um, things are looking up. We've got 12 games left to play and it's nice to say it's in our hands. It really is. It's in our hands if we can um, match the results of teams around us. So, yeah. I know you was there, Joe, at the game. Yeah. Um, a very unique ground, Kenilworth Road. Um, was it your first time there? And what, what did you make of it? It was, it was. Uh, I think I wanted to go a couple of years ago and, and didn't get a chance to um, to go for whatever reason. But it was a ground that I've always wanted to go to. never been to before. Obviously, you hear the stories and, and the piss takes, you know, of, of Kenilworth Road and the fact, you know, from the way in, you've got to go through what feels like you're going through the back of people's gardens to go, in, go into the, uh, the stadium. Um, and yeah, a lot, a lot of away fans take the piss out of Luton because of it. But I, I think, you know, in some ways, I think it's quite unique. I quite like that. You know, I think for anyone that hasn't been to Kenilworth Road yet to watch uh, Mill away to Luton, I think you should try and try and do it. If we're both in the championship next season, you know, an opportunity is there, go. I mean, it's only what an hour and a half journey from, from London or an hour of journey depending on, on traffic, and um, it's, a, it's a decent sort of uh, away, away uh, game out. I mean, granted, the area is not particularly nice. Uh, in, in Luton, I was worried um, that. <laughs> yeah, their their home support ain't ain't exactly that vocal, and, and their songs are a bit shit. Um, but it's an old fashioned ground. It's got some sort of quirkiness to it, and uh, I just really enjoyed it. And I thought it was um, you know a, a good little way away game to uh, to go to, you know. But um, yeah, going back to your point there about the performance, I don't think we played that that greatly to be honest with you. I mean, take the scoreline away. I, I remember. The first half, I remember just just feeling that it's just really, really going slowly. Mm. And um, normally when you go and watch a game, you pay to watch a game. You don't want the game to, to end, do you? You pay your money, you're there, and you want to watch your team, you want to watch Millwall, you want to enjoy it. And I'll tell you what, like 15, 20 minutes in, I was thinking, is it half time yet? Because we're so under the cosh. And I'm looking at the, um, the, the, the watch, thinking, fuck me, we're only, we're only like 15, 20 minutes in. Like, yeah, what the hell's going on? Time is going really slowly. And it's a shame to go and watch a game where you're kind of wishing the time to go. But that's exactly what it was. Yeah, we were behind the ball, um, defending what felt like for 90 minutes. And we had a few little breaks here and there. And as you say, I think we were very fortunate to be two goals ahead. I don't think we deserve to be. And I think if you, um, you know, if you're a Luton fan, you feel a bit hard hard done by, um, given the fact they played so well and not the ball around so well. Um, yeah, I think we, we, we're quite lucky to come away with a point, really, you know? Yeah, I think um, I, I agree. And I do sometimes, not not so much at home anymore, but away from home, I do find myself sort of clock watching at times, uh, either just because it's a bit boring or because I am, you know, praying that we hold on to the lead like we did against Stoke. But I think, being honest, I think we wouldn't be where we are in the league if we played a different way. Our strength is our defensive solidarity and the way in which we're set up to not concede and mm. to score the odd goal. I don't think we have the same amount of quality as any of the teams in the, probably in the top 10, actually. So mm. in order for us to punch above our weight, and I know certain people don't like that phrase, but when you look at finances, it's true. I think we have to play that way. And yes, it is boring. And yes, it can be frustrating, but I'd rather take the position in the table and the results we're grinding out than play really beautiful football, but be a bottom six side. Like, look, look at Swansea. I think Swansea mm. are a perfect example. They play total football under Russell Martin, but ultimately their results are shite. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think you, it. Yeah, I, I get. I get it. I just think that um, it's one of those cases of, as fans, we sort of be careful what what we wish for. Hundred percent. I think you're right. I mean, defensively, we look really strong. I mean, I don't know how it looked to you watching it on, on on the screen. Um, certainly being live, you kind of you, you were really behind our back four. You know, the likes of Murray Wallace, Cooper. Cresswell and Matt Lamar, I think the four of them as a unit defended really, really well. And um, despite you know, the barrage after barrage of, of, of the attacks coming from Luton, they seemed to deal with what was coming quite quite well. I mean, any shots that sort of came Long's way were kind of pop shots a little bit, you know, out of the area a little bit, you know, some some crosses that didn't quite get, get to them. And I think the four themselves sort of defended really, really well. Um, I mean, Adebayo is a big unit. You know, and I, and I watch and I watch Cresswell the way he was marking. He was so tight on him, and you can see the concentration, the focus on Cresswell when that ball comes to him and Adebayo had his back to him. He's trying to turn him, trying to make things happen. Cresswell was focused so much on the ball, you could see the the, the the attention he had there to kind of mark mark him out. And he had him in his pocket pretty much. He couldn't really sort of do much with him. Matt Namara on the other side. I can't remember them, them with a the winger now on the left hand side. Oh, yes, really quick guy, and about yeah. two or three times. I don't know if you remember seeing this on the screen, but he, he tried to put the ball around Matamara and run around and take the out of it. And Matamara, again, his positioning was so good. He knew what was going to happen. And he put his body in the right position. A couple of times, made some great, you know, last-dip tackles and, you know, and, 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 and defended so, so well. I thought Murray did okay on, on the other side. I mean, they had that um, that winger from... Um, Drama. Leeds. Drama, isn't it? That's the guy, yeah. And he looked really lively. He was very quick. He was up and down all day long. And um, I think when Luton were playing a 3-5-2 formation with their wing-backs, it allowed their wing-backs to really kind of push on, yeah. um, which then prevented perhaps Matt Namara and Murray Wallace to get forward themselves because they knew that as soon as we lost the ball, lost position, they're going to be exploited. So it was, it was a bit of a, a chess game for them at times. I did sort of feel a bit sorry for the full-backs. But I think defensively, I think we did really well. The point I want to make here, though, Chris, is um, although our back four defended really, really well, our midfield, I don't think, played that great. I mean, Shackleton looks a bit leggy. I don't, know about, I don't know about you, how you felt that. Lenny didn't look match fit. Of course, why would he match fit? He hasn't played many minutes. But it just showed how much we missed Savile and, and Mitchell. I mean, do you agree Was about our midfield there? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think there's a couple of things there. I think we definitely miss Mitchell and Sav. And um, I think any team in the Championship, if you take out your two because it's a partnership it's not just two players it's a partnership right if you take out your mid central midfield partnership you, you're going to miss them um and i think the role that they both play mitchell is the the glue that holds us all together and keeps the ball ticking over um is very highly rated by other teams as well and and, and has, has got a lot of uh you know praise for that so he's definitely missed and then savile in his kind of newer role in this sort of two in midfield it plays a bit deeper and he's a real leader, right? He, he's, um, I think he's invaluable to us. So absolutely, I think we miss him. I think um, uh, Shackleton had a poor first half and I think Leonard did okay, but you're right, he did look leggy and I think he went down with cramp a couple of times towards the end. Mm. But what I would say is Luton actually adapted their um, their lineup slightly to play Clark um, more of a central midfield alongside... Um, uh, Ruddock and Panzu, and I forget the other yeah. the other fellow's name in the middle. So they actually played a midfield three when usually they play like sort of a Fleming type person, um, which I think 
was testimony to to us that they felt that that's that's where the opportunity was. Um, Do you think that's where we struggled a little bit as well? The fact we had we had Shackleton led against their three. I mean, had yeah. we had Savile and Mitchell, we might be able to do something about it. But do you think that was where the area of the game was kind of almost won and lost in certain certain aspects of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think in reality, in the first half, they didn't. They played loads of nice passing and 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 you know. Um, sort of created half chances but they didn't they didn't create too much um but i think this is the problem with the way we play and i'm sure we'll talk about the forward line in a moment but we we set up to ascend for our strength to be a as i said earlier like defensively so you you rarely see leonard or Shackleton do something same with savile in recent weeks there's been it's been very rare that they've influenced the game going forwards um, you know, Savile's been praised largely because of the interceptions, the tackles, the clearances. Mm. Although against Stoke, two tackles led to a goal. So, you know, yes. but you, you, you get the point there. I think they are there to break up the opposition transitions, to win the second balls. And from a, an attacking point of view, we largely bypass our midfield, don't we? We're quite direct yeah. now. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean... It kind of suits our players and our style, I guess, doesn't it? You, you, you could argue... It does. I think it does. And I also think it suits the 4-4-2 a little bit more or the variation we play because mm. playing direct um, with five at the back, probably why is why it didn't work because yeah. you've got that extra def- defender that you, you, you don't need. And I mm. find it really interesting. I don't know about you, Joe, but since we've lost that extra defender... I think we've actually improved defensively, which is... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You're right, though. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know whether that's because, you know, we've got the uh, the, the kind of full-back area sus now. It's, it's We've got a flat-back four. I think there's so many times I think we're exploited in the channels. So we had three at the back. If, say, McNamara pushed on forward or Malone pushed on forward, who had been playing as wing-back, there was times where I think we were almost... A little bit all over the place, the back three, weren't we? They'd be Cresswell out of position and Cooper out wide or whatever, and suddenly there were gaps happening. Whereas now, I just think with the, the flat back four, you saw it against Luton, we looked so resilient and so disciplined and and and, and uh, quite structured, really. You know, everyone knew what their what their jobs were, and uh, it just it just works. I think it really does suit our pattern. The, pattern of play I guess you know and um, what did you make of um of Fleming's performance Fleming and Bradshaw that is obviously on the, the attacking side of things was you happy with how they played I mean again not getting many opportunities to, to attack but when they did was you kind of happy with their performance I was I think given again probably how knackered they are Bradshaw probably still not fully fit I think mm. since Fleming's uh, I mean, against Coventry, no, no one played well, right? But I think since the Coventry game, Fleming's form has been brilliant, actually. And I, I said before that I think that although prior to obviously the the, the Stoke goal and the, the Luton goal against Sheffield United and Burnley, I felt that he really was influencing the game and marking his stamp a lot more than when he was scoring and assisting a lot more goals early in the season. I think his overall play was a lot better. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm pleased with him. And I think Bradshaw, it, you know, he did what he does, right? Which is chase everything down um, and try and get himself in the right place at the right time. And and he did for the second goal. So, um, yeah, I think overall I am. I just, the, the only thing I worry about, Joe, and I don't know what your view on this is, can they go again? 
know. I know. I know. We'll be saying that for the last three games, won't we? It surprises me when they actually do go again and again. I mean, okay, they're never, never at hundred percent, are they? Um, but they're starting and they're playing and they're trying and they're working hard and they're trying to do what they can. You know, I mean, just going back very quickly to um, to Bradshaw. What, what's changed? Is it his mindset? Do you think he's kind of gone away and worked on his game a little bit? Because I'm guilty. I'm sure you might remember me mentioning it in, in previous shows where I would be, you know, not slagging Rowett off, but I'd be saying, why is he, you know, playing Bradshaw in his target man role? And I'm sure we'll all be thinking the same thing because he very rarely wins a ball in the air. He very rarely holds a ball up. You know, he gets knocked off. He can't, his touch is not great. He can't trap the ball and hold it and turn it and play it, play it off. But, the last three, three or four games against tough opposition, mm. I've been really impressed with his hold-up play. I mean, he's been winning yeah. headers. I mean, you mentioned it on, on your chat with Chaps the other day with the goal for Fleming because it was actually his header, wasn't it? That Brilliant flick on. All over to Fleming. And he's been doing that quite a lot lately. He's winning headers and he's, his hold-up play is good. His touch, like he'll get the, the ball comes to him. And sometimes it's a first-time touch out wide to Honeyman yeah. or Vogsam or whoever might, might be playing, you know. And science happened there. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or has he literally just gone away in training and worked on his game? Think, you know what? I need to improve in this. And this is what I need to, this is what I need to work on. And I mean, if it is the latter, fair play to him for him to actually work on his game at his age to try and improve himself to be able to be more adaptable um, in, 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 in the style that suits, suits our game at the moment. You know, what would you make of that? It's a really, really good observation. Um, I personally think it's probably a culmination of a few things. I think, first of all, he... Uh, I'm hoping this lasts, but he has been quite streaky in his career in terms of mm. he'll go through patches of scoring goals and then he'll have a dry patch. So let's just hope we're now plain sailing on this front. But I think what you touched upon there, the confidence piece. So I think there's a couple of things there with with, with the confidence piece because he... He's he's had a run of games that I don't think he had last season. It was always kind of swipping, sort of switching and, and, and swapping around. And obviously you had sort of Benick in there as well. So I think he's had a run of games. And then I think he also knows, and I did read an interview. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was a, only about a month ago. He knows he is the main man now. Mm. And I think that breeds confidence in him. And I think it's... He is a very, he must be a confidence person to be such a streaky striker throughout his career. So I think confidence breeds confidence. Rowitz saying, you're my man, you know, you're my number nine, you know, all, all our, our effort and faith is in you. And I think he's paying dividends, you know, whether or not he can keep it up for the rest of the season, don't know. But he's only three goals away from from getting 15. And I think that at this level, that is an achievement. You know, we've only ever had really the likes of Morrison, Darius Henderson, uh, I don't know whether Harris... Gregory maybe, or... And, and, and Gregory that have ever got... Yeah. And Bennett last year, I think he got 12. But, you know, yeah. that, that that puts him in, in good company, right? Mm. And um, I am pleased with Bradshaw because he, he seems like a proper nice bloke and he seems to be yeah. finally getting the, the sort of plaudits that he deserves. Mm. But, yeah, what, what do you think's click, Joe? Do you think it's the confidence thing or do you think do, do you think here is an element he's gone away? What, what, you know, yeah, what you think I, I think... I like to think there's a bit of both. Yeah. The point you're making is very, very true. I think he's made to feel quite special by Rowett. You're absolutely right. Last season, you know, he was kind of in and out a little bit. I remember him quite often coming on off the bench for the last 15 minutes sometimes, you know, or starting and then getting dragged off, you know, and 
And whereas now he, he's playing quite a, quite a lengthy period of time. He started every game. Um, he says he's made to feel special. I really do think he's worked on his game a little bit. You know, I like to think he has because like I said something just just changed there. You know, and for me, it's really benefited him and of course the team as well because it, you know you suddenly feel there's a bit more of a link up player there now. We can now play direct to him, knowing that he can hold the ball, he can win a header, or you know, it just creates opportunities for our, our forward players. Um, so I want to get your opinion, um, chaps, on. Um, the wide areas at the moment. I mean, it seems like it's almost like an area we're sort of struggling with, but yet they're sort of doing a job. I mean, at the moment, we're kind of reliant on Voggy on one side and Honeyman on the other. Obviously, Burke and Watmore are there, but they've been injured or ill and things like that. So we haven't quite seen the best of them just yet. But um, what what do you make of you know, their contribution uh, in the last sort of few games? All the wide players, I mean, if everyone's fit, you know, including SA as well, who would you go for in your attacking wide players out of who's available? I mean, obviously Bennett's out, Bury's out, but with the four or five that are available, including um, uh, the, the, the young Irish lad, I forget yeah. what his name is now, Imaku? Imaku, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've got actually six players you could argue available, haven't we, really? Yeah, yeah. And and I just want to touch on one real quick thing before mm. I, I talk about that. And the um, if you remember last season, Bradshaw played his best football in a partnership with a phobie yeah and i wonder as well whether or not him and fleming have have, have struck you know, right sort of, the end of the day it's those two right and they're probably learning about each other's game a lot more and there's no coincidence luton game he sort of headed it over to fleming mm-hmm. and so um yeah maybe there's an element of that as well so I just definitely to up a bit better absolutely yeah um but on the forward players so um the first question is how do i think they're doing so I think that they're, and, and I'm, I'm probably referring more to Vogie here and, and Honeyman. I think they're doing a very good job defensively, which mm. is a very odd thing to say for your forward players. And I think, mm. in to, to kind of sort of preface what I will what I will say in terms of who I would play, I think it really depends on who we play, who we are playing, because obviously we played Burnley, you know, Luton, Sheffield United. These are games where we've probably got to keep tight. And then through, try and play through transitions. And I think Rowett trusts Honeyman and Vogie defensively more than he does any of the others. And I think that's mm. probably... I mean, obviously, there's been fitness issues, but I think there's a there's a big element of that. And I, um, I said on one of my chats as well before that I actually think we're probably the best defensive forward team. Or we've got the best defensive forwards in the league. Genuinely, mm. I mean, as, as in working hard, as in tracking back and yeah. doing all those defensive duties. You're right, yeah. Going the other way is a completely different yeah. kettle of fish, and I think that's where you, I'm not saying they're poor defensively, but your Burke and your Watmore are probably more of the attacking sort of mm. uh, players. If it was me at the moment, who would I pick? Good question. I think I would probably pick. Uh, I would give. Burke and what more half each because I don't think they're capable of a full half, particularly mm. at the minute. And I would probably play Honeyman at yeah, the moment. I that's agree. probably what I would pick. And that's not a slight on Vogue. I don't, I don't dislike him, um, yeah. but also uh, don't think that he. In the last, you can't criticize anyone because everyone's been absolutely giving all they've got. But I think in in the last couple of games, I think at Luton, he um, he did look really tired. Um, and I think maybe um, he could do with coming out the team. Or... Chris, is it, 
So to interrupt you there, is it a confidence thing with Vogi or is it a lack of ability? A confidence thing in terms of... Well, so- sometimes you, you you watch him and he looks a little bit lost. And I feel for him sometimes, you hear you see you see players almost shouting at him, his teammates, or telling him off where to be. Like, if he doesn't... If he's not quick to react to press a player, you'll see Murray shout at him, tell him, point him to the player, and he'll go, oh, yeah, and he'll run and press that player. Or Fleming's got the ball, and he's having a go at him because he's not made a run for him. Um, so, again, I don't know whether that's the mindset, the lack of you know, ability in, in his game, or is it a confidence where he's probably so worried about what's going on around him, he's not actually relaxed and confident to actually play his game. And he's probably thinking more defensively rather than getting forward. So this doesn't seem quite right there. I don't know whether you picked up on that as well or not. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and um, instinctively, I would say that it's a, an ability thing. Right. But okay. if you remember when he first came to the club, mm. he he looked like a breath of fresh air. I don't know if you remember, like he, mm. you know, he took, I think he had the unluckiest sort of first three or four games where he would take shots he looked like he had tremendous technical ability, I guess is where I'm coming from, because he had loads of different shots from the edge of the area and was really unlucky and hit the bar. So I, I, I don't know. Um, it's really difficult to put your finger on it. I think and he's a very good squad. Also, Sheffield United game. I mean, he, he he had two great assists in that game, didn't he, Sheffield United? And if, if he does that you know, every week or every other week, you'd be thinking, what a player we've got there. Because he picked out these Bradshaw, uh, for two Bradshaw's goals, if I remember and, and he, can, he, he, shows, he, can, he can do it, can't he? He shows he shows he can do it. He he um he can. But then I think this is the whole point of having a squad, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's it's a squad game, and I think having different types of options. I'd, I'd say you know Honeyman's our most sort of defensive winger, if you like. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I would call him, actually, a defensive winger. Yeah. Um, New position. And then if, <laughs> yeah, and then if you was to sort of you know rank them all the way up, you'd probably say. Essay is probably our sort of top kind of not not because of you know um, the way he plays, but just experience. He's probably not going to have, although his awareness seems to be pretty good for his age. So I'm not not. And, and he does track back and he puts a few tackles in, doesn't he? As well, so quite for, for young lads, you know. He does. I mean, on essay, what, what's your opinion? Would you, given where we are in the league and obviously the games that we've got. W- would you be starting him, or do you think it's right that he is is sort of coming on from the bench as and when? You no, know what I, I make no excuses. I love the kid. I I really do. Um, I think he's a, a bit of. I'm not saying he's a crowd pleaser, but when he's got the ball, I mean, even at his age, I mean, how old is he? Eighteen. Just turned eighteen, I think. He's yeah. Turned eighteen years old. For someone who's eighteen years old, the youngest player, you know, in our team, probably someone's the youngest player on the pitch, to to get that excited. Uh, when he's got the ball, thinking, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Is he going to take the player on? Is he going to try something? Is he going to, you know, and gets you a little bit on the edge of your seat. You know, and you kind of like have this excitement, this adrenaline going through you thinking, what's he going to do? Is he going to do something, you know? And I mean, you combine the amount of minutes he's played for us. I, I, I don't think that's quite even 90 minutes yet. When you think about, you know, 10 minutes there, 15 minutes here, whatever, mm. you know, five minutes there. He hasn't played a lot of game time. And, Fair play to him. Every time he's he's come off on on off the bench, he's never really looked bad. He, he's always looked good. He's always trying to make things happen. And you know, is he too young to start at the moment? I mean, the old adage is, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I think that should that should stick. Um, 
would you know if I was a manager, if I was Rowett, you know, I, I think I would give him a go. I'll start him. Not against, you know, Norwich or, or, or your Burnleys, whatever, but you know, if you've got a, a, a fairly average team to play against, there's no reason why we can start him, rest some players, and, and give him sort of 60 minutes and see how, see how he gets on. I think he deserves uh, a, a go. Um, the difficulty is, at his age, if we start him tomorrow against Norwich and their fullback, you know, tears him to pieces and gets forward and he's struggling or he's messing up, you know, is that going to hinder his development? Is that going to knock mm. his confidence? You know, so... I don't know, I guess that's why Rowett gets paid the big bucks, big, big bucks, and, and we, we don't, you know, because, um, like I said, I, I like him. I think he's definitely one for the future. I love the fact we sort of tie him down to a contract now as well. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to see see him play more often. And, and if he is going to start on the bench, get him on a little bit sooner. You know, mm. there's no point getting him on for the last five minutes. What can you do in, you know, in the 85th minute? You've got to get him on at least a sort of 70 Give him a twenty-minute or or twenty-five-minute run out. You know, I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Say, yeah, I, I I agree. And and um, when he sort of got brought up to the the first team squad, he, he kind of almost bypassed the twenty ones. Yeah. And you then thinking he's got something about him because the only player that I can remember in recent memory that that happened to was Lovelace last season, but that was for a very different reason that he was brought up to the first team squad. That even then, play. even then, chaps, he didn't. Lovelace didn't make an impact like Essay has. Okay, Essay hasn't scored yet or, or got any assists or anything, but then neither has Lovelace. But when you think what Lovelace did, I mean, I know he was a bit younger than, than, than Essay, but apart from running around and, you know, and, and you know, trying his best, he didn't really do much. But the point I'm making is Essay shows quality. I mean, mm. the way he plays with the ball, with the soul, he's feeling he does step overs and, and, and going past players and dropping the shoulder and making things happen. And, you know, it's, it's a credit to, to, to the young man, isn't it? You know, and, and like, I just feel that, you know, maybe he, he deserves a, a bit more game time. And I, I agree. And I, I think that he's been managed well at the moment, actually. Um, I think it'd be interesting if we go, if it's 70 minutes and we're 1-0 down against Norwich, mm-hmm. he's got to come on. Yeah, right. Obviously, the, the difference is at the moment we've been in the lead. So, the, the, you, you, in terms of your changes that you want to make, it's very different. I mm. think for me, he's the perfect the perfect game for him to start is a midweek game against a team, a, a lower team. Yeah. Because midweek, we all know the crowds are not the best. The people there, the atmosphere is never the best because of that reason. He's the perfect player to get people off your seats, as you just said, Joe, to really sort of create a bit of momentum and atmosphere in some of these games that are a little bit uh, low on that. Mm. And why not? You know, I think we've got um, we've got a couple of, uh, I think we've got one or two midweek home games left before the end of the season. I'm sure we have. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. Give, give, give them a go. And 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 why not? You know, I think as, as you said, if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough, and mm. he certainly looks that. And one thing you mentioned, Joe, is it's great that we've got him tied down to a contract because you yeah. don't want to be in a position where we can lose someone like that for um, for exactly. no, but, absolutely. So um, I think we sort of covered off the the, the looting game and, and and the current crop of players at the moment, and we kind of hit in the uh, halfway part of this the, the show. So I guess. Um, the only thing we could do now, really, is sort of you know look forward to um, to the Norwich game, um, which is coming you know thick and fast as they all are at the moment. It seems, doesn't it? You know, and um, how how are you looking at this one? You looking at it with excitement, with sort of nervousness, or a bit of both at the moment? What, what's your kind of your, your, your thinking? How, how do you feel about it at the moment? 
<laughs> you, you know I'm usually quite pessimistic with my sort of <laughs> previews. So I, it's kind of like what you said at the start of the show, Joe. I'm kind of waiting for the wheels to fall off. I know that's horrible, but we're Millwall. We're used to it, right? Mm. And just got a feeling it might be a game too, just one game too many in, in, mm. the, in the period of time we've got. The bodies we've got. Norwich didn't play in the week. They've got a huge squad. Since Wagner's come in, their form's been pretty good. Um, they score a lot of goals. Mm. And I don't know whether I would take a point just to stop them. Because if they beat us, they go above us. So I almost feel like, would I take a point just to just to avoid that? And then you win your more sort of winnable game, so to speak. Mm. So I don't know. I am a little bit apprehensive going into the game. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what bodies we have available. But yeah, that's my take on it. But I'm a I'm a pessimist. So, uh, Joe, what what do you think of 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 the chances we've got against against Norwich? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it depends what Mill team turns up um, and, and how we start. You, you know, you need a little bit of luck sometimes. Um, we had a, a lot of luck this We had a lot of luck against Tuesday. As I luck run out now, you know, I don't know. But again. Go back to your point there. Norwich has had a week off. Um, they're going to be rested. Uh, I think Pookie's missed a few games uh, recently. I think he's potentially back tomorrow against us, uh, which would be great for Norwich, not great for us. Although, to be fair, Pookie hasn't scored as many goals this season as he has in previous seasons. No. Um, they are playing more attacking football now with uh, with Wagner uh, as, as a manager. I think that's one of the frustrations that Norwich fans had previously, that their old manager was too defensive-minded, didn't get the best out of the players. Um, and we look at the players they've got now, like Nunes and um, Marquios, I think, from Arsenal. And you've got some really good flair attacking players. Don't, yeah, don't forget Max Ahrens, who's a premiership player. The, the, the right back who I really like. I'm surprised he's still there. I haven't sold him yet. But... Um, that the, the style of football they're playing suits them now, suits the players, and they're playing with confidence. And like you say, they're scoring goals as well. Um, I read a stat the other day, actually. Do you know Norwich have got the highest uh, wage players in the championship? I'm not quite sure what the correct you know wording of that, but they basically their their players, the wage bill is wow. the highest uh, in the championship. I'm guessing ours are sort of like you know near the bottom somewhere. So again, it kind of puts things in perspective uh, uh, once again on where we are. And the challenge we we have ahead against a, a very, very good Norwich side who really should be pushing for automatic promotion. So, um, you know, can the boys do it again? Can they, you know, pick up their, pull up their socks and and go one more time and, and, and give it their all and try and get something out of it? Um, I think I agree with you, although a win will be absolutely amazing. What yeah. we can't do is lose. I think if we lose, we suddenly allow Norwich to get into that playoff spot. Um, if we win, we pull away from them a little bit, don't we? And we kind of, yeah. I think Norwich, I think West Brom are losing. I don't, last time you check, were they losing 2-0 to Hull? They were, they were losing 2-0 last time I checked and it is now finished. So Hull have wow. beaten West Brom by two goals. So I think we're now six points ahead of West hell. Brom. Thank you, Hull. That was a massive favour there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, if we, if we get a, um, a draw against Norwich... Um, that just keeps us, you know, slightly ahead of them by what two points, I think. But again, if we lose, they then go above us, and it makes you know the the the, the, the running a little bit harder for us going going forward. Of course, you know. Um, what, what do you make of their players? I mean, is there any? I mean, you're very very good. At, you know, your knowledge is very good on on you know other teams' players and 
who are the standout players for you? Who are the ones that you've been impressed with and you feel that have, uh, the ones to watch, I guess, for, um, yeah, for tomorrow? I say tomorrow, it'd be today because hopefully we'll be watching it while we're uh, on the way to the ground, aren't we? Listen to this, yeah, this podcast. Right. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's in enjoying the show if you're listening to it at the moment. Um, yes, so I think as you kind of pointed out, Norwich have got a, a huge wage bill and a, a, a big squad um, and some big names, I think. You know, the likes of Pookie and Sergeant at this level are, are, are really good. Sergeant's goals have dried up a bit, but he's, he is a very good player. I think he scored both goals against us when they beat us um, earlier in the season. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I started winning that game, I remember. He had Matt Moore on the floor and yeah. He was really good, to be mm. fair. Um, the players that have impressed me though the most is probably the players that play sort of behind the front man, which is the likes of, you've already mentioned them, but Mark Rinos, obviously from Arsenal, Nunes, Sara, and McLean has also come into the team more yeah. recently. And, and is he, is he a youngster? Is he one of their youth players, McLean, though? No, he's, he's been there a while, and but he, he kind of, he's been in and out of the team over the last couple of years and he's sort of now mm. got a run of games. And I'm going to be honest, I've never really rated him, but he's looked really good in the role that he's playing in that team at the moment. And um, mm. yeah, so they, they've got a lot of good attacking flair players. I think any Norwich fans listening to this will probably admit that they can be got at defensively. I don't think they're that strong. Uh, I don't like and have never rated Grant Hanley. I don't like him at all. Me neither. He's sort of player. Yeah. I think if we had him, I wouldn't want him. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I'd much rather have Hutchison over him, and yeah, you know, he just seems 100%. like the way. Hundred percent, and their fullbacks. Norwich, also Norwich fans do. love him, don't they? Norwich fans absolutely love. Him. They think he's doing a great job. I mean, I think he struggled in the Premiership. Mm. Whatever, whatever he's played in the Championship, they seem to really, really like him, don't they? But that's Norwich all over, right? They they mm. struggle in the Premiership, and they're usually too good for the Championship, but it's just not worked out this season. So, mm. yeah, look, they're 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 a good side. I think we'll struggle to shut them out. And essentially, it's just how much damage we can inflict on them going the other way. Um, mm. But I, I, uh, I would, I would take a point um, if I'm honest. And I think maybe what we should do, Joe, is is also um, pick pick our team for tomorrow, uh, and and, and yeah. what what lineup we should do, and just uh, be good to get some interaction maybe in the comments as well in terms of depends great. on when you're listening to it. Uh, yeah, great what, idea. Before we do that, um, Chats, we've got a video, haven't we, from a Norwich fan, um, Steve, who's been on the show previously um, where we talked about the um, you know, what, it, what it takes to get into the Premier League. And, and he was very good last time on the show. And unfortunately, he couldn't uh, be on the show today. He had other plans uh, with his family. Uh, but he was very kind to send us a, a recording, wasn't he? Um, so I'm going to play that for our fans now to listen to. And uh, perhaps we could comment 
on his uh, on his uh, recording. So here we go. I'm going to play it now. Yep. Hi, mate. Uh, sorry I can't be with you uh, tonight, um, but I think it'll be a, a, an interesting chat you have about the game tomorrow. Uh, just to give you my thoughts on the game, uh, I think it'll be a difficult one for us. Uh, no one ever likes going to the den. I don't think anyone's ever confident of coming away with uh, three points. Uh, to be honest, I'd be very, very happy if we could just take a point tomorrow. Uh, certainly don't want to be conceding points considering where both our respective teams are in the uh, playoff uh, hunt. I think, you know, obviously you've got Fleming and Bradshaw that are going to pose a, a serious threat to us, but I'm quite pleased that uh, Mitchell won't be playing that you know we'll have to see what what effect that has on your team uh we've been playing fairly well at the moment i think uh mclean's really came in to come into his own recently in the the kind of new midfield role that he's he's taken on and um i mean i think we've we've obviously got some some goal scoring threats of our own uh it's nice to see sarah contributing from the midfield he's coming into our own nunes has started having some good games again after being off the boil um and puki hopefully will be back after his injury as well and, and and maybe after a little bit of respite so i think you know going going forward it's going to be an interesting one uh, probably think it will probably, you know, I think a draw would be a fair reflection of, of where both teams are at at the moment. But I'm, I'm hoping that we can go and, and do the business and uh, come away with three points because we desperately need it. So, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow, but hopefully not too much. There you go. Thank, thank you, Steve. Um, interesting comments there. It's a chat from, from Steve. And one of the things I picked up on there about you was um, their satisfaction almost and, and, and relief that um, interesting that Billy Mitchell's not playing. So the point you made earlier in the show is very, very true. I think a lot of uh, fans are sort of taking notes of other teams and taking notes of Billy Mitchell and, and they realise how influential he's been for us this season and, and perhaps him not being there, there seems to be something, you know, not, not quite sort of, you know, right in, in, in a middle team. Maybe they're, they're going to look at that as, as a way of trying to exploit our midfield. What's your thoughts on, on Steve's message? Yeah, uh, uh, it's isn't it nice though when you you hear other teams, especially you know club of, of Norwich size, sort of happy that certain players of ours aren't yeah. in the team. I, I think that's just testimony to how far we've come. Um, and um, yeah, I really like that. I think um, I've, I've often after games, I always I sort of look at some of the forums and see if if any of our players, you know, sort of have sparked an eye. And other than Fleming, obvious one, Mitchell is the only other one really that has sort of caught the eye this season of, of teams, which, is, which is great. Um, and uh, obviously, Steve's message there backs it up. But I think, I think, look, Let's set on a point then, Steve. Because uh, <laughs> let's set on a point now. Let's just, just not play the game. Like, just, let's just create a point. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's um, happy. Yeah, everyone goes home happy. And um, but yeah, <laughs> no, look, I think um, they're seeing it as a, a good opportunity to close the gap. We're seeing it as an opportunity to uh, not let them do that, and, and to see if we can push on further. And it, the players that you mentioned there all make sense. I am. Um, I'm not sure if both Sergeant and Pookie will be fit tomorrow, which may or may not do us a favour. So mm. let's see. The only thing I would say about Norwich is majority of their players in forward areas are what I would describe as sort of, I don't know, pretty players. There's sort of players that may not be up for coming down the den, getting mm. stuck in and Great. sort of doing the ugly side of the game. So if we can impose that on them and do that quite early doors, it's a big mm. ask given probably how knackered some of the players are. I know Rowett's come out today and said he's not concerned about fitness levels. But 
yeah, I, I, I think it's it's up to us to set the tone, Joe. But um, what what did you make of of, of Steve's message, and um, has that changed your confidence levels going into the game? Yes and no. Um, again, I mean, he, he's taking notice of Fleming and Bradshaw, and I think most teams at the moment will look at these two players thinking, right, these are the dangers. You know, Fleming scored ten. Bradshaw's got what twelve now? Is he? Or was it thirteen? Twelve each. 12, 12 each of they? Oh right, wow. So you look at those two, you know, and and they are are leading goal scorers, and so naturally they're going to be players that your your position team are going to be looking at as a, a bit of a kind of you know concern or worry. Um, lovely, you know, compliment played play there's about Billy Mitchell. Um, and you're right, it's nice to see other teams taking notes of him, you know. Um, not too much though, Joe, eh? Not too much. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah, we, don't, we, we want him there for, for a bit longer. We can help it. Um, but you, but he, he's right. I think you're right in the point that, you know, having not having Billy Mitchell at the moment uh, is it, not helping us. I think we, we do seem to lack a little bit of bite in midfield. I mean, Savile's been great, you know, without Billy Mitchell and in the games he has played. But we do seem to lack that kind of still midfield, I think, someone who kind of reads situations, intercepts passes, gets on the ball, you know, <clears throat> he, he could often twist and turn, and his passing has really improved. I mean, mm. I remember not too long ago, people were slagging him off for not, not passing the ball forward, but I've seen him put some lovely through balls um, in, in, in attacking play areas. Sometimes, you know, he's putting through balls into McNamara or Honeymoon or, you know, in those kind of right, right uh, wing areas. So I think we missed that, and I think we can see that. I mean, Shackleton's come in, and he works hard, and he, and he does what he can do, but he's no Billy Mitchell. And that's, and that's a massive compliment to Billy Mitchell that we're saying this, because, um, you know, he's certainly, you know, been a big player for us this season, you know, and, and looks like he's going to probably win play of the season for how the fans are talking about him at the moment, which is great. Um, we, 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 need, we need him back. I don't know how far he is away from coming yeah. back again. I mean... I heard it was six, eight weeks. This was what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So it sounds like we've still got a long way to go, haven't we? Until um, until he's back, unfortunately. unfortunately. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a shame. But um, yeah, I, I'll take a draw. You know, one-one. I'll be I'll be delighted with that. Uh, if, we, if we do win, you know, and, and it, let's be honest, if we win this game, it's going to be another you know backs to the walls, defending, probably getting twenty-five percent possession and. Yeah, having two shots on target, scoring both goals, like maybe. So it won't be a game that we say, yes, we deserve that win. It'd be us working really hard defensively as a unit and taking our chances when, when they come. Um, so let's, let's hope that, that that's how, how it plays out. Um, going back to your point earlier about the uh, the team you would pick. Um, interesting. I mean, it's hard to kind of pick a team at the moment. You don't quite know the situation in regards to injuries, you know, people are carrying knocks at the moment, it seems, even against Luton. I mean, you know, there's, there's rumours that, you know, Shackleton was carrying a knock and he, and he played and, uh, you know, Bradshaw still carrying a slight, you know, um, hamstring or calf injury at the time. And I'm sure one or two others were as well, but it seems we're so threadbare at the moment, the squads. We have to play through fatigue, play mm. through minor injuries. Um, and the boys are doing what, what they can, you know, and I feel for them. Um, because it can't be easy. There must are some real tight legs out of the moment. But I mean, supposing the players that we know are available are fit to play, who who would you go for? I mean, I think there's a back four kind of, you know, speak for itself a little bit. I mean, would you still go for, for Murray Wallace or would you pick Malone now? What's your, what's your back four? 
and also Hutch. I mean, is, is Hutch back in the team or does Cresswell keep his place? I mean, it's interesting. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think for me, Cresswell keeps his place. Like, I, I, I really do. I, I think it would be really unfair. I know Hutch is the captain, but I think Cooper and Cresswell have probably been our two most consistent players in the last sort of three or four games. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> Barring the one mistake against Sheffield United for Cresswell, but we'll look past that. Uh, Burnley, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, to me, the back four, the back five, should I say, stays the same. I think um, a few people sort of blame George Long for the the second goal the other night, but I, I disagree, actually. I think he um, he didn't do anything wrong in that game. Uh, so th- that would be the back four. Um, for me, the midfield, I am, I don't, this is based on absolutely no knowledge, but I, would be fairly confident to say Savile will be back. Mm. Um, why was he missing the last game? Did you, did you hear the reasons why? I think it was carrying a knock, was he, or something? Yeah, I, I read an interview on, I think it was News at Den, saying that um, he he just wasn't risked. That was the terminology it was used. More so caution, to, was it? To, to me, when you say that, it means that right. it's more a case of sort of protecting him for the long term. So, Based on that, I think Savile comes back into the team straight away. I guess it's then who's fitter between Shackleton and Leonard, really. I would imagine Shackleton because Leonard's obviously not played 90 minutes for a long, long time. If both players are are fit and available, who would you pick to play alongside Savile out of Lenny and uh, and Shackleton? Oh, that is a bloody good question. I don't know because... I think the role that we need played tomorrow will be more of a, not a man marking, but I always remember, this This always reminds me, I don't know if you remember, whenever we used to play Norwich, they used to have Wes Houlihan. Do you remember? Yes, great little and player. Really. Great yeah. player. And we used to, you literally, it was like Jacket said to Abdu, do not let him out of your sight. And you used to just, wherever he went, no matter how yeah. deep or forward. And it's kind of yeah. like, for me, uh, I mean, they've got a, few players, Nunes and Sara probably. It, it's mm. almost like a man marking job. And I think possibly Shackleton is more suited to that, the way he sort of buzzes mm. around the pitch. I think overall I actually prefer Leonard as a player. Actually. Same. Yeah. But I think for the role we need tomorrow, probably Shackleton. We need, um, we need a little terrier in there, don't we, to uh, yeah. bite on the wrinkles and uh Exactly. Yeah. And he, he's just because of he's sort of you know, not taking a piss, but he's sort of uh, lower centre of gravity. He can sort of, he's a bit more nimble and um, yeah. uh, in those sort of things. I, I don't know what what you think on out of those two. Yeah, jokes. I, I, I agree. I, I can see the qualities that that um, Leonard gives us in that central midfield position, and, and um, there were moments in the game at Luton where he looked quite good on the ball and looked quite composed and quite controlling and can dictate the play. Sometimes yeah, he's quite calm on the ball. And, and, he, and he's strong. He's 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 a, he's a you know a bit of a unit himself. You know, and again, you mentioned Shackleton being being quite small, but I agree with you. I think in this particular game, we we're going to be on the back foot quite a bit. Um, the likes of Nunes and, and all these players are going to be sort of making these little runs and getting on the ball and dribbling, and doing things. We need someone who's going to be quick enough to sort of run with him, stick with him, and, and close him down and not give him any any room. And I think you know having someone like you know Big Shacks. Uh, in, in, in midfield, um, I think that's going to be the, the, the best, the best sort of you know, partnership with Savile to, in order for us to hopefully shut them out, but also then 
you know, get on the front foot again and and, and uh, hopefully try and you know, counter them with, uh, with 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 some some attacking play. Yeah, and and I think let's be honest, the likelihood is if it is those two that start, Leonard will be on the pitch at some stage anyway, right? Yeah, because no, I, I agree, I agree. So, um, Which now brings us to our attacking three players. Are we suggesting that Fleming is a given in, in, in the central attacking role number ten? I, I so my, think so. So my next question, you know, what's coming. Who's going to play on that left side? Who's going to play on that right side? Who do you go for? So I would go for Honeyman. On the right uh, or left? Right? I I don't think it... I think these probably will interchange. But but yeah, on on the right, I suppose. Okay. Um, And then on the left... Bear in mind, Max Aaron's does mm-hmm. love getting forward. He's very athletic, very quick, very clever player. You know, unlike some fullbacks, he can get forward and he has got end product. I mean, he's very good at getting assists and he get, he's even good at scoring goals sometimes. So as much as I hate to admit it, Woods, do you think Garrett will then go with Voggy to the point you mentioned earlier in the show for his defensive duties? in order to kind of track back and work hard and, and stick with um, Max Zaris and perhaps give you know, Murray Wallace a hand down that down that uh, that left side? Or do you think we should just go for it? Uh, we're the home team. Let's get on the front foot. Let's give Max Aaron's something to worry about. And maybe stick an Ollie Burke or, 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 uh, or what more there? What, what's, what's your yeah. thinking? What's your thinking there? I mean, before you, before you mentioned that, I was kind of thinking one defensive, one attacking. Sort of mm. in terms of wingers, yeah. I was going to kind of play Honeyman and then probably a what more or, or whatever. Mm. But now I thought about it, um, I forget the fella's name. I think they've got two left backs, Norwich. One of them's a Greek fella, and I forget the other one's name. But the other guy was not an Irish, was he an Irish lad? I think that's from Leeds, didn't they? Um, whoever it is, his form's been awful. Um, and the, 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 it's an opportunity. I guess it's what I'm saying. It's an opportunity for us to exploit. So maybe you want your defensive workhorse on the left hand side to stop Aaron's getting forwards, hmm. um, and then you want your sort of attacking player on the right hand side. Now, whether or not we have to be so rigid to say, therefore, it has to be Burke if it's on the right hand side uh, or not, I don't know. Um, but I, I'd probably pick Honeyman and then either Burke or Watmore. Um, yeah. I'm honest, um, and then. <laughs> Yeah, to your point there, Chris, could Honeyman therefore play on that left side, do that sort of defensive job in, in keeping an eye on uh, Max Aaron's, And then the uh, the left back, I think you're right there, his name is, uh, is it Gianno, Gianno, no, 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 Gianno, sorry, Gianno, Gianno, Oh, Gianno, 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 And therefore, if he's the, the less of a threat of the two fullbacks, do you then go for Burke on that right side, and try and get him to attack their left back, and, and, and to the point you made earlier, you, you then got the balance of the defensive winger and the attack minded the winger. Would, yeah, would that work. I but think then, so. but knowing Gary Rowett, he'll probably go for two defensive wingers, won't he? Let's be honest, mate. If if Honeyman and Vogue are both fit, we know who's playing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I do think their left back's an opportunity to exploit because I think um, the other mm. fellas have just looked him up, Sorensen. So they they had the Giannoulis right. or Sorensen, and, and neither of them have been particularly good, and they sort okay. of keep him to change him between the two. So it does give us an opportunity. Um, I rate Ben Gibson, who's their one of their centre halves. Yeah. I don't rate Grant Hanley, so no. that gives us an opportunity as well. So. Yeah, I guess that only leaves. 
what, what do you agree? Would you would you go with you know what include include the central striking position? What three would you go with if if you had to to pick right now? It's interesting because you know I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to think of Rowett as Rowett would think because like I said, as you said, he will, he will go with with Voggy and um, and Honeyman because that's what he's gone for the last sort of couple of games and he, and he seems to like that 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 kind of balance of having defensive minded uh, wingers. I just think, you know, we're at home to Norwich. Yes, Norwich are a good side. Yes, they've got a very, you know, high wage, you know, player ability, you know, and, and we know what, what they can do. But let's be honest, the, the, the league table doesn't lie. They're, they're, they're where they are for a reason. I mean, I know that their, their form has changed more recently with Wagner, but they're not a Burnley. They're not a Sheffield United. They're not a Middlesbrough. So should we be fearing them? We're the home team. You know, from from what I've read in the news earlier, we've got a full uh, sold-out stadium at the day, which I think the first time it has ever happened, isn't it? I mean, the fact that Norwich got 3,000 fans, I believe, on the whole way-end um, tomorrow, or today, sorry, and um, Millwall sold out. I think there's a, there's a, a message went out earlier by the Millwall um, official website saying that we had like 500 tickets left. Mm. And, uh, you know, telling fans to, to buy them now before they all go. Um, so... With that atmosphere, yeah, being being the, the home team, surely you will give yourself a chance and go for it and put them on the back foot a little bit. Um, but I agree. I think you've got to play at least Honeyman or Volksammer for that defensive duty. But I wouldn't play both. No, I think I'll play. Agree. I think I'll play Honeyman on that left side to keep an eye on Max Aaron because he's a danger man. Although he's a fullback, he is a danger man in, in getting forward. Um, and then maybe put Ollie Burke. On that right side, and then maybe bring what more on, yeah. like, like say, second half if uh, run, run, runs his legs off, which we know, yeah, you know, both players can't can't fulfil, you know, longer than sort of 60, 70 minutes, unfortunately. If that, you know, um, that would probably be my, my chosen, you know, attacking three answer to your question. I, I agree. Um, and I think that. Burke will definitely give whoever plays at their left back something to worry about, won't he? Right, and send them back in the other direction. And I think if I'm if I'm if I'm Rowett, that is where I'm targeting the area of weakness. Um, And I think they're not a particularly big side either. Mm. So I think set pieces could be really important for us again. Yeah, uh, in that game. So they're going to be the two areas I think we can target. Um, And it's just a case of. whether we can we can stop them doing the, the, the doing the opposite to us? Would you? It's almost by default, but I guess that means Bradshaw starts, right? I think so. I mean, you, you feel you wish you had another player available to play up front to give Bradshaw a rest, but also be effective. You know, we've seen him do it in the past in, in recent games by playing Vogsammer up there and giving Bradshaw a bit of a rest, but you know. Yes, Volksammer tries and he, and, he, and he huffs and puffs, but he, he hasn't quite got that presence. That, that presence, but also that kind of hunger to score goals like Bradshaw does. Like you can see Brad does, he loves it. You know, even the goal against um, Luton the other night, you know, he's always takes those positions. You put a ball across a six yard box, you guarantee he's going to be at the back post like he did against Sheffield United as well. Yeah, he's there to sniff out the chances and, and, and score goals. And I think we do need that and we do lack. Uh, squad depth in that area as, as, as an out-and-out sort of striker poacher. So unfortunately, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, it's amazing to think that Bradshaw's played so many minutes, so many games 
in, in recent times. When you think of how in and out he was last season from injury, it's amazing, a bit of a miracle, really, that we kind of kept him, you know, fit and, and, and available to play m- most games, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, if there was a game to rest him, I wouldn't rest him uh, in this one against Norwich. I think we might just get one chance or two chances. We're lucky. We need him to be there to score them, you know. Mm. Uh, and perhaps we can rest him in, in, in the games, like you said before, that are probably not so sort of... Um, competitive you know with the lower league teams maybe but yeah I think if, if Brad is, is fit Brad, Brad the starts for me you know and yep. uh and I think that's that's our our team we both, we both agree on that and and um let's hope that uh Gary Wright doesn't throw any curveballs or change to a five at the back or I don't know play plays uh plays in different positions that doesn't make sense I, I don't think he will I think he kind of I think it's quite settled now. I think he knows yeah. our strengths. He knows what we need to do, how we how we can play against these sides. And um, let's be honest, he, he's done well so far in the last four games. I mean, you know, there's there's four big games we played in. We've taken is it uh, eight points out of twelve? Two wins, two draws. Is that right? Yeah. We Which last four games. When you look at the fixtures we've had, right? You, you... yeah. I mean, who would have thought that? No, yeah, you, you, you can't fault it. And and again, no. especially with the squad we've got. Yeah. Um, and I think to your point, tomorrow, if it's not... Today. Today. today sorry. <laughs> sorry. Today. Um, or, or, or you're watching this and we've already won 3-0. Um, but exactly. um, I think if it's not the team we just suggested, it's mm. probably more likely to be fitness and, and, and players yeah, that maybe aren't available. There, there always seems to be a little surprise, and they're obviously Sam yeah. is the most recent one. What more before that? So, Did you listen to um, right after the Luton game, which is really, really interesting, right? Because how often we've seen Mill the last sort of few few games where, you know, we go goal ahead or whatever, or, you know, and we sit back and we sit right back and then we invite in pressure, we invite in pressure, and you look at it, you're thinking, Jesus, get out, get out. But you, you think, so, is it Rowett that tells him to do this? Is this like a, a tactic of Rowett that, you know, we go go ahead, right, you get behind the ball, you sit right on, on the edge of your, your penalty area. And what was interesting, I think you heard this, on his, um, uh, his chat after the game, he was saying about how he wants our players to, to push up the, up the field. And he said, you know, that, that they're playing too deep. And he's been telling them, get up, get up, get forward, get on the front foot, play some football. Um, and he said to, the, to their defence, the only thing it could be is just down to tiredness. Yeah. And he sees it himself. He said, yeah, we've got some tired players out there. I'm asking them to, 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 to do above and beyond what, you know, an average player should be doing. And they're doing it, you know, in, in, in a quick succession of games. And he said it's just tiredness. And he can't blame them. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's partly to do with mindset, but also fatigue in that, you know, if we get a goal ahead, the first thing we're doing is, right, let's defend this. And they think it's easier to conserve energy and just sit back and let the other teams attack them and try and, you know, counter or try and get a set of free kicks, try and get up the, up the field, but they haven't quite got the legs or the, or the, or the energy or the desire to play on the front foot. Um, and that was really interesting because I said for, for a few weeks now I've been th- I've been blaming Rowett in my head, thinking, "What's he doing? He's too defensively." Typically, Rowett, typical Rowett, he's telling our players to, to to get back and defend, but he isn't. He's telling them to push up. But yeah. what can you do when, 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 you, when you're that knackered? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just you know people forget that footballers they're they're, they're still humans, right? They're, they're, they're still going to get they're not robots and machines. Yeah. Um, and I think. Um, 
at the minute, I sit quite near the dugout and you can hear him every game. Push really? up, get up, push up, get That's up. Coops, tell him to get up. Coops, tell really? him to get up. You can hear it and mm. it isn't him. But I also think it's representative of, you know, just like if we were 1-0 down in a game and there's 10, 15 minutes to go or whatever, you would expect us to be on top, right? It's like, because we should be trying to have a go. So I think it's just also representative of teams that need to win. They're going to come at you, you know, mm. then they're not going to sort of sit in and, and try and play on the break. So, yeah, what I will say, though, is, um, and this could spark a whole other debate, so maybe I won't go too deep into it, but I think you made the wrong the wrong subs on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, regardless of who was fit to come on who wasn't, I still think yeah. the change of shape no, you're right, I, I, I think that was right. There's a couple of errors there, and also the timing of the sub because, yeah, with the, with the pressure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a championship manager, but you watching the game, you see what's going on. You see the, the pressure that Luton are putting on us, and you seen how high their back line was. You look at it thinking, you know what? Get Burke on, get him on now, get get some pace, you know, to to counter it. And rather than soak up the pressure and try and grind out, you know, a, a two-one win at the time. Let's go. For, let's score a third goal. Let's, let's kill them off. Give them something to think about. Yeah, yeah. but he, he didn't. He didn't have that mindset, did he? He left it so, so, so late. And you can see the players were very, very tired. I mean, it'll be funny, but Essay was there. Essay was warming up. You know, put Essay on. You know, get get Burke Essay on because you know if Burke Essay yeah, gets that ball or Burke gets that ball, an opportunity to counter, they're going to go for it. And when yep. they've got that much space behind their back line, they're going to exploit it. But again, it wasn't his mentality. His, his mentality was, you know what? Let's put George Evans in. Let's soak up the pressure. Let's get Hutch in. Let's go five at the back and just try and see it out. But by doing that, you're just inviting more and more and more pressure. I mean, if you're a Luton player, you're looking at that, you think, this is great. Let's just, let's just pile forward now, shall we? You know? And that's exactly what happened. That's how they scored, didn't they? Yeah, and and and, and I, you can almost forgive him, right? Because about how he's got many things right recently, right? So oh, you, you you give him just right. because we're saying he's made a mistake, it doesn't mean that we're saying he's a bad manager, right? No. And I think people need to be able to detach the two. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, he 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 made a mistake. Um, and again, I guess in fairness, we don't know what we don't know. Maybe SA, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't fit. I'm I'm making it up. I'm not saying I'm not sponsored. No, um, we don't know what we don't know. What I would say is that the change of formation to five at the back, I felt was wrong because mm-hmm. they weren't, we, we they they hadn't put another body on there. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they were trying to come at us from the wide areas and, and, and obviously soak up that sort of pocket of space between the midfield and defence. That's where the problem was. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's be honest, we dealt with them with a the back four, didn't we? Exactly. To your we, point we, earlier. We, we weren't being vulnerable. We weren't yeah, making mistakes or it wasn't, yeah, of course, it was a problem. We were containing them with back four. We didn't need to go with five, did we? No. So, look, I, yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing and mm. stuff. But, um, yeah, um, <laughs> he's not perfect. But no. let's be honest, the job he's doing with the um, the facilities that he's got, yeah, I think needs to be commended. And um, as you said earlier, it's going to be a packed game uh, today against Norwich and let's just all get behind them and see, see where it takes us, mate. We've got to do that. And just to um, to end off, because um, I'm, I'm conscious we've, we've been talking for, for a long time and I'm sure you and I could probably carry on talking you know, even longer because obviously we, we love talking about Millwall, don't we? And we love um, everything about, about the club. But um, what did you make of 
the last couple of games and the Mill fans chanting uh, Gary Rowett's name, uh, shouting out one, one Gary Rowett. I mean, are you for that? Yeah, against that, I've heard uh, not necessarily a divide with the Mill, Mill fan base. Uh, I think there was a poll out recently where we were asking, you know, what, how, do you, how do you feel about, you know, chanting Rowett's name? And I think eight, it's, it's like 80% said yes, they'll do it. 20% said no, you know. Um, but do you think it's deserved? Do you think it's observed that, 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 that the fans show their appreciation and, and kind of respect for Rowett for what he's done, you know, with the budget he's got and, and what he's done with the players and where we are at the moment? Do you think it's deserved or do you think it's too early to uh, be chanting his name? I, I think it's deserved, if I'm honest, because I think if you look at Rowett's spell in charge, in all aspects of the club, we've moved forwards mm. in terms of um, we have the highest wage that we've ever spent which I think is testimony to they don't give that to Rowett if they don't believe in him and he doesn't say the right things right so that's that's an improvement we've got the best playing squad we've probably had in a long long time mm. all right the football's not fantastic to watch but we're, we're progressing in terms of stature obviously you've got things like the the crowds are the highest they've been I reckon the Norwich gate could be mm. as big as the Sunderland one if not bigger you know, we, 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 we've got the training ground coming. It's 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 a really good time for us, um, mm-hmm. at the moment. I still think they need to sort the beer out down there, but that's another point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think he deserves it. He's always, he's always, you know, largely defended us. You know, there's been times which we won't go into where he could have mm-hmm. thrown us under the bus and he hasn't as a fan base. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he deserves it. I think he's done a fantastic job and... Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, contrary to what a lot of people have said about him not being a loyal manager. We will never know if he's had offers to leave, but he hasn't. He's still here. He seems mm. really invested in what we're trying to achieve. And um, at this moment in time, I, I don't think I'd want anyone else down there. I, I don't I know about you, mate. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, for everything you just mentioned just there, really, I, I think genuinely, I think he, he, he started to get us now. I think yeah. you can see there's, there's that connection now between us and, and, and him. Um, and I think the the players also trusting him a little bit as well with the process. And yeah, you know, I make him sound like he's Arteta here, you know, with his uh, his process and, and the projects that he's got going on at the moment. But it is it is a project. He is trying to get us playing a certain style of football that um, makes us effective with the players we've got. You know, like you said, we're not gonna gonna be competing, playing attacking football with the likes of you know Burnleys and the Sheffield Knights and and whoever this in, you know in, in this league. So. He's doing really well with what we've got. And it doesn't help when you've got so many players out injured and so many players out, you know, fatigued and whatever. So fair play to him. You know, hats off. He's done fantastically well. And, um, yeah, you know, for, for me, I want to stay stay on as manager and I don't want to go anywhere else, you know. So, uh, yeah. So just on that, yes. just quickly, if that's all right, mate. Just one thing. Yeah. I think another thing that needs to be commended as well is when, when, you, when you take a step back and you look at, over the last year, we've lost Smith, Pierce, and Jed as leaders of the dressing room. Mm. And then you you lose Jed as a player who a lot of our play went through last year. Let's be honest, we, we were quite one-dimensional at times. Mm. And the fact that he's now, even with all of that going on, been able to actually push us on, keep the dressing room together, players still talk about how great it is, Mm. and 
we've had to change our football style as well. We've gone a lot more direct. I, I think that needs to be commended in itself because yeah. it's a big ask. And a lot of lot of t- um, pundits before the season didn't know what to make of us by losing Jed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're fifth in the table, I think, testimony yeah. to the job he's done there. So I thought I'd just just mention that as well. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. And and I, and I think you know, rightly said as well. I think he deserves that praise. So um, anything you want to add before we uh, we wrap up the show? Yes, Joe. I want to ask you your prediction for to, today's game against Norwich. Oof, God, um, my heart, my heart's saying we're going to win two one. Uh, my head is saying we're going to draw one one. How about yourself? <laughs> it's so funny because I was literally going to say my heart says we're going to draw one one, but my head says we're going to lose two one. Right. I've taken yeah. what you've said and flipped it. Yeah, but, no, yeah, um, right, yeah. Let's settle on a one-all draw then, Joe. Yeah. Let's 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 go for one-one. I mean, Steve said one-one, didn't he? The Norwich fan. So uh, yeah, I mean, away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If we get to the den quick enough and we tell a referee to uh, to abandon the game and we go for a 1-1 draw, then uh, we're, we're happy with that. We're not actually happy, we're happy. Done. And we can all... Job done. Enjoy a pint of right. So, Chris, I'll meet you by the blue bus. I'll see you there in about an hour's time. Yeah, and I'll uh, see you there, mate. I'm just on my way now, so I'll see you. I'll, there. I'll see you. I'll see you in a bit. Take care. Oh, mate. Bye. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.